You're listening to new music from Mick Jagger and Dave Grohl. No lie, it's called Easy Sleazy. Let's uh, turn it up, have a little listen. Okay, again, it's called Easy Sleazy from Mick Jagger and Dave Grohl, who apparently got together during the pandemic. And now, Mick and the Stones, of course, have long been a staple of classic rock. But did you know, did you know that Dave Grohl is also a classic rocker? No lie. Now, if you're of a certain age, you're probably swearing at me right now. But don't take my word for it. No, listen to Alan Cross whose latest piece on the Global News website is entitled Sorry Gen X, the music of your youth is now the new classic rock. And Alan joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Alan, good afternoon. Yeah, and that, Sorry, go ahead. I, I think that song just underscores my point. Where <laughs> you, you know, let's just rewind back to 1991. Dave Grohl is playing in the Foo Fighters. The, the whole alternative world is going crazy with Smells Like Teen Spirit. And it was seen as rebellion against, in small part, uh, against all the classic rockers and the dinosaurs that had come before them. So all that stuff was supposed to be ushered out the door, and it was a brand new uh, day for, for the young people and the music that they were making. And uh, now, fast forward, uh, <laughs> and they're collaborating. Right. Who would have thought? Who would have knew back in the early 90s? And uh, there has been quite the reaction to this uh, piece uh, online. Has it surprised you? It, uh, it has, uh, because no one likes to be reminded that time marches on. And a lot of Gen Xers still believe they're as vital and as with it and as into it as they were back in the 90s. And I I'm afraid to tell you that uh, just like Homer Simpson, <laughs> it has happened to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you have, you have become your parents. It's, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And there's nothing wrong with liking the music that you grew up with. It's just that you have to realize that uh, as you age, your music does too. And now your music has firmly fallen into the category of classic rock. Now, when it comes to the industry and when it comes to a radio, there, there is kind of a strict definition of what is classic, right? What uh, constitutes classic rock? Right. We have to look at the way the radio industry is, is organized. Uh, every radio station has a format, and the expectation is that when a listener tunes into a specific format, they will get uh, the music that they want. So if you want a classic rock sound, then you tune into uh, a classic rock radio station. If you want a, cl a country station, an alternative station, a hip-hop station, a pop station, again, everybody sort of stays in their lane. The issue with classic rock is that the music is always getting older. When classic rock first appeared... In the middle 1980s, uh, it was everything from about 1964 to the present. So it was the Beatles and Ed Sullivan moving all the way forward to the middle of the 80s. That's, you know, the, the greatest rock of, of, of all time. But as time moves on, you got to move that, that those, those uh, parameters, those guardrails up because your audience gets older and they 
the, the, the people who like the older stuff start to drop off. Either they move on or die. And so classic rock radio has, has, you know, moved from 64 to 85 to 64 to 86, 65 to 87, 66 to, you know, 1990. And, and now we're moving into the situation where classic rock, formerly classic rock radio stations are now looking at music that's 30 years old because their audience is in their 50s. A lot, big chunk of their audience is in their 50s, which meant that they were 20 when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. So right. they want to hear the music of their youth and, that's what they're giving them. And, you know, just to bring the curtain down a little bit, the station that you're intimately involved with and is right next to us here, Q107, I can remember it was a couple of years back when uh, all of a sudden there were some decisions made and Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Foo Fighters all of a sudden started uh, uh, appearing on Q107 and people were like, really, is, is this classic rock Red Hot Chili Peppers on Q107? Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out on September 24th 1991 so that's 30 years ago this fall i don't you know if you had a 30 year old automobile it's it's classic sure you know what i'm saying yeah it's it's just you know it's it's this happens constantly in the world of music i think it was a an english writer by the name of Simon Reynolds, who said that every generation has the biological right to believe that the music of their youth is the greatest music of all time. And when you tune into the radio or you tune into your favorite Spotify playlist or whatever, uh, especially during a pandemic, you want to hear comfort food. You want to hear the songs that you know and the songs that you know are going to make you feel good. So uh, this is this is what's happening as, as we have this great realignment as Generation X gets into their, you know, middle age years followed by millennials don't be smug millennials you're next (laughs) (laughs) you know we'll be talking about oh i remember when that arcade fire album came out in 2004 that was the greatest music of all time (laughs) yeah just just hang on (laughs) it's coming Uh, and then uh generation z you're you're after all that so you know take your uh take your cardi b records and and just just remember that that's going to be a classic before long yeah, it's a cycle that repeats itself, uh, without a doubt. It but has Gen X, have they kind of fallen into that trap that maybe uh, their their parents did, that, uh, of course, no generation wants to listen to the music of their kids. They think it's just loud racket, it's it's too much. Or do you think Gen X, uh, have they been a little more open to, to current music? Well, here's what's happened, is that uh, thanks to technology based in the Internet, uh, we have access to 75 million songs with the poke of, a, uh, of our phone. And um, so let's let's take that piece of news first. Second, let's go back to 19, 1991. You can't, it's a false equivalency to say that a 20-year-old today liking something in, from 1991 would be like a, 19, a 20-year-old in 1991 liking something from 1961. It, it, it doesn't, you can't make that, uh, that one-to-one claim because rock music had uh, went through tremendous evolution between 1961 and 1991. The rate of evolution for rock has slowed down. So what sounds good, what sounded really, really, really good and vital in 1991, Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, uh, Nirvana, still sounds really good today and doesn't sound outdated. That doesn't mean that you know rock has lost its way and it's dead and it's run out of ideas. It's just that... Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it's almost like the Homer Simpson thing where Rock achieved perfection in 1974. Uh, maybe not. M- maybe it, it achieved as, as much as it's going to 
It's much as it's going to evolve and change sometime in the 90s, right? And uh, it's it's just not going to evolve as fast. So when you have somebody from 91, like a you know a parent who is who you know went to Lollapalooza at Exhibition Stadium that year, uh, now is, is in their 50s and uh, has maybe a couple of kids in their teens or, or even, even in their 20s. The music that, if their kids are into rock, there's nothing, you know, they're listening to the same kind of rock mom and dad did because it sounds, you know, contemporary. It sounds as good today. The production values are as good as, as, as ever. Um, and they're just free to share this music over a longer period of time. Now, without getting too far into the weeds on this, if you're a 20-year-old today, you have access to all this music on your phone. And it's not about the album, the scene, the sound, the the artist or anything like that. It's about the song. So when I do some teaching at Humber College or wherever, I always ask the kids to bring out kids. I always ask the students to bring out their phones and, and give me the last 10 songs that they played. And it'll be Justin Bieber. It'll be the Rolling Stones. It'll be Cardi B. It'll be Nirvana. It'll be, uh, you know, Selena Gomez. It'll be the Beatles. It'll be ACDC. And then... Um, Kanye West. So they have a much more, today's kids have a much more ecumenical uh, view of, of what consider, well, what's, what's considered to be good music. They don't care if it's, you know, Tomorrow Never Knows from the Beatles from 1965. Uh, all they care about is that it's, uh, it's a good song. Mm -hmm. that, that's great. Yeah, I, I love that. The fact that it's a song that uh, hits them uh, emotionally or they just like the, the melody or the instrumentation, uh, the musicianship of it. Uh, they just like uh, a good song, regardless of uh, when it was made and uh, where it's from. But, you know, we started this conversation by uh, talking about the reaction to this uh, piece uh, online. And as you said, nobody likes to admit that they're getting older. Is there one artist from this new era of classic rock, if you will, uh, from 91 uh, on, is there one artist that's kind of maybe hitting you pretty hard that is now considered classic? Uh, well, Foo Fighters, because Foo Fighters <laughs> were the band that came after Nirvana. It, it, it's kind of like being into Paul McCartney and Wings after the Beatles, you know? <laughs> oh, the, the Beatles were old. Okay. I mean, they were on Ed Sullivan. That yeah. was 64. I mean, I, rem I, went, I went to see Paul McCartney and Wings on the Wings Over America tour. I mean, they... Uh, oh, wait. Oh, I mean... Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you start to realize. So Foo Fighters start coming out in 95. And, you know, they had everything been normal and we didn't have the stupid pandemic. They would have been on their 25th anniversary tour last year. Okay, that's blowing my mind. I know, I know. <laughs> that is too good. Maybe Dave Kroll has to come up with another new band then. And then that uh, gives him well, another 25 years before he's classic rock. Well, I, I tell you, Dave Kroll will play with anybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just call him and say, Dave, I, I, need, I need drums or vocals on this song. Okay, no problem. Here, I'll send, it, I'll send you the, the files. This has been a whole Dave Kroll week. He announced a new documentary uh, called uh, why, uh, why We Do It or something. Yeah, it's, it's about the the uh, van, the right? That was. they toured in. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know he and he's got a memoir coming out in, in October. So okay, there's another thing. Dave Grohl, <laughs> who was on drums with Nirvana, playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" when you were a vital alternative nation kid, is putting out a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We got to stop it there. This is just getting better, a little too I'm depressing. Just, <laughs> I, I need a shot of scotch right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, a pleasure as always. Thanks so much for this. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Be well. Alan Cross, his uh, latest at globalnews.ca is uh, well worth uh, the read. Uh, check it out. Entitled, Sorry Gen X, the music of your youth is the new classic rock.